It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's episode of Locked On Cougars. It is a fan Friday. Tyler Bergener joins us to talk both BYU football and BYU basketball. We'll also continue on with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. Looking at the 1941 BYU football program, how did the Cougars do with World War II looming in the background? We'll break all of that down ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you in part by our good friends with the Locked On Today podcast. Get caught up on all the major sports news you need to know about in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. They are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, just like this podcast is. Download it on the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, let's get going here on a Friday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 14th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, but today I am known as Jake Hatch, part of the Utah Social Open. It's a tournament taking place in Soldier Hollow up there in uh, what we call the Heber Valley, Wasatch County here in Utah. Over 200 people. people who are on social media, mainly Twitter users, playing in this event, and absolutely, I am excited to be playing in it. Many of you, I'm sure, listening to this podcast are either playing in it, have heard about it, or are involved at some level. Hoping to meet a number of you I have not met out there at the event, so please seek me out. I'll be wearing a big, broad-brim pink sun hat. It's got ping right across the top of it. It won't be hard to find. And looking forward to the event. I think it's absolutely going to be a fun, fun day. Hopefully, those of you not involved will not be a annoyed by the copious amounts of the Utah Social Open hashtag, hashtag Utah Social Open, and will enjoy the event and maybe get out and play in the future yourself. But looking forward to that. Some of you may be listening to this podcast on your way to that. But nonetheless, a big thank you for all of your support. And I think we need to celebrate stuff like what is being put on with this Utah Social Open. Let's be clear. Many of us have found one another, speaking of BYU fans and Utah fans as well, Due to the internet, due to social media, we've become friends. I've seen people legitimately get married because of social media. It's absolutely incredible the power, the scope, the reach that social media has. And I think days like today with this Utah Social Open taking place, a golf tournament, it needs to be celebrated. So looking forward to the event. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all those involved with it. Hoping that everything goes smoothly and expecting to have a great time out there on the links throughout this morning and afternoon. All right, on to more important topics, the reason why you guys tune into this here podcast, and let's talk about BYU football and look back at 1941. We are continuing on with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. Coming up here in a little bit, you will hear from Tyler Bergener, our Fan Friday guest host. We'll talk a little more about BYU football in the modern day and also BYU basketball, so stay tuned for that. But let's look back at 1941 for the BYU football program, and Obviously, 1941, World War II is raging around the world, but the United States has not yet been dragged into the conflict. 
obviously December 7th, 1941, the quote-unquote day that will live in infamy, dragged the United States into World War II. But BYU did complete the 1941 season before their world was turned upside down. Let's run down the games and how the Cougars performed this season. Actually a pretty successful season, despite what appears on paper to be a lackluster 4-3-2 and record. This is Eddie Kimball's fifth year as head coach for BYU. It is his fourth winning season as head coach. We talked yesterday about how 1940 was the first losing season for him as a head coach. But the Cougars started out the year with a tough loss against Montana at Y Stadium there in Provo, Utah, losing 20-7. 5,500 fans in attendance at that game. They followed up a week later by absolutely demolishing Colorado State Greeley, winning 26 to nothing in front of 5,000 fans at Y Stadium. Then they went to Denver, beat the Pioneers 13-7. to So off to a 2-1 start, very, very good start for BYU. Then they went to Ute Stadium in Salt Lake City in the rivalry game against the University of Utah. Led until late in the fourth quarter when Utah pushed across a touchdown to make it 6-6 six to six and yet another tie for BYU and still no wins. The third tie all time for BYU and Utah in this series. I promise you, the first win is coming, maybe as soon as Monday, but stay tuned for that. But it was actually one of the biggest crowds ever to see a rivalry game as BYU and Utah played in front of 13,000 fans there at Ute Stadium. Like I said, one of the biggest crowds in rivalry history up to that point. So BYU, after the first month, the first four games of their season, they are sitting at a healthy 2-1-1. Then they went to San Francisco, and the Dons got them pretty good, 25-13. They bounced back with back back-to-back wins on the road at Utah State, shutting out the Aggies 28-0 of the Farmers at that time. Then going to Wyoming and Laramie and winning that game over the Cowboys 23 to 7. So at that point, a lot of people are paying attention to BYU saying, man, they're in the thick of the hunt here in the Mountain States Conference, the quote unquote Big Seven. There are seven teams in this conference. And BYU, by virtue of how they were looking at this point, absolutely had a chance to win or at least tie for the title. Well, they had a big-time result once again in their homecoming game on November 15th as they took on Colorado there at Y Stadium, tied that game 13-13. BYU rallied late to get that draw, kept BYU alive in the standings for a conference championship, but then those dreams were dashed in the regular season finale. They hosted Colorado A&M, which is now Colorado State, and a CSU came to Provo, won that game 22-7, and BYU disappointed fell into second place in the conference overall. Utah won the conference title with an overall record of 4-0-2. BYU, had they beaten Colorado A&M, would have tied with the... uh, with CSU for the conference crown. It's not tied with CSU, tied with Utah for the conference crown atop the Mountain States Conference. Uh, Utah, to their credit, went 6-0-2 overall in the year. BYU 3-1-2 in conference, 4-3-2 overall, uh, beating out Denver just by inches by virtue of their head-to-head win as the uh, Pioneers were 3-1-2 as well in conference play. So a good showing for BYU, a nice bounce back, obviously, from the year previous. The two previous years, BYU and the Mountain States Conference to finish middle of the pack in fourth place. To finish in second place, always a good thing. And they were led by a very, very strong contingent of all-conference performers. That is something that really keyed BYU. And the biggest thing was is a lot of these guys, they were termed in the BYU Banyan, which is the yearbook, they were termed Ironmen. A lot of these guys, and this is still the era of football, by the way, they're wearing leather helmets. We talked a little bit about this on yesterday's podcast where they were wearing leather helmets. Very rudimentary, early uh, 
uh, setups in terms of thigh pads, knee pads, shoulder pads, and the like. But they did have guys who played both ways, played the entirety of these games. Six of them were named all-conference honorees. Let's run down their names for you guys so you can meet them. Gail Lewis played guard as well as defensive line. Dee Chipman, the star quarterback for BYU, was all-conference. Reed Nielsen, the center. Mike Mills, defensive end. Ken Bird, tackle. And Garth Chamberlain, tackle. All six of them earning all-conference honors from the Mountain States Conference for their efforts. One of the biggest all-conference groups that BYU had had in their football history to this point. As we have talked about, BYU's all-conference honors early on in their tenure as a football playing school. Well, they were kind of hard to come by, but the good news was BYU had a very, very strong season, a nice bounce back effort from the Cougars. But coming up as we talk more about BYU moving forward here is obviously World War II started after the season concluded, December 7th, 1941. In the weeks following that, the United States got into the war and actually ended up costing BYU their head coach for a time. Eddie Kimball was uh, called up. I don't remember exactly what the direct terminology was, but he was drafted into the war effort and went and served in the United States Army. So he was away from BYU starting in 1942. He did return, and we'll talk about this in a coming episode, to be the head coach once again for the Cougars after a time away. But very honorable for him after this 1941 season. He departs. We'll talk about on Monday about the 1942 team. Floyd Millett's one and only season as the head coach of the BYU football program. How did that go? We'll break that all down for you. And we'll talk more about how things for BYU were affected due to the war effort. We're going to have a three-year gap upcoming due to BYU not playing football because of World War II. So stay tuned for all of that next week. We talk about 1942 and then we break in to the latter half of the 1940s and suddenly we're in the 1950s and we're getting closer and closer to the upcoming football season. Those of you who are probably wondering what this is all about, if you're new to the show, this is a countdown getting you guys ready for the 2021 season. BYU and their football playing history has played exactly, you count them, 100 seasons, and we're counting them all down as a way to get us through the summer months until BYU football returns to our lives. So enjoy that, and we'll have more for you guys on Monday with 1942, looking back on the BYU football history of that season. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we will check with Tyler Bergener, our Fan Friday editions of the podcast continue talking both BYU football and BYU basketball. Stay tuned for that here in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Bet Online, folks. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is, of course, in full swing, and you can track all of the action over at betonline.ag. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including baseball, NBA, NHL, and even UFC slash MMA action if you are interested in that. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, as well as their contest information. They're always running different contests. They're great about that. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to and in the playoffs. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. You heard that right. A 50% welcome bonus. Take advantage of it now. Promo code locked on with your first deposit at betonline.ag. It's all courtesy of our friends over at BetOnline as they are your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, 
or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Folks, it is a Fan Friday here on the podcast, and pleased to welcome back Tyler Bergner to the Locked On Cougars podcast. He joined us during our Fan Friday editions last summer. Excited to have him back on the show. Tyler, thanks for taking the time. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Jake. Put me on again. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, so, obviously, we talked last summer ahead of what was absolutely an incredible football season for BYU, 11-1 record. Let's, let's start off on the BYU football front. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about it here on the podcast recently, but give me your takeaways from what we saw from Zach Wilson and company last year. And I just, I was, I've, I've been thinking about it. Like, I just wanted to say that I feel... You know, like that my feelings about about Zach last last year when I came on this last 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 time have been um, they've been they've proven right. You know, like I I know I, I remember talk, talking with you around this time last last year, like what we were saying about like who we thought who sh- who should be the starting court quarterback going into um 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 this last year, and we both both agreed that it that it was Zach and that he had the the greatest upside. I mean, obviously, I don't think. Um, any of us ever thought that what Zach did this last year was, you know, ever even like um, was ever even on on the radar for uh, for him. But it was just it was unbelievable. It was so much fun to watch, and you know, I just I think that you know, like I I just wish Zach Zach a lot of luck. I mean, I wish he was here uh, um, again to to run it back again. But you know, I'm I'm cheering on, I'm cheering him on with the Jets now. So, okay, so are you a Jets fan now? Yeah, I am. I already bought. I, I bought my uh, my Jets my Jets hat, and I'm working on getting the Zach Wilson Zach Wilson jersey. So, <laughs> very cool, man. I, that's awesome. I, the, the thing is about okay, most people on this podcast know that I'm a 49ers fan, but I gotta say the Jets merchandise that green, black, and white combo that they've got with the oh. Jets, it is a great looking color scheme. Yeah, um, I really like their uh, on their black blackout uniforms. I think that they're really cool. So. Yeah, they did a good job with those. There's no doubt about that. So talk a little bit about the BYU football season. Uh, we, I remember you and I talked about, yeah, we thought that Zach Wilson was the guy, and he ultimately, yeah, he did prove that. He went out and absolutely just blew up, it felt like. Had an absolutely incredible year. Uh, when you look back on what the 2020 season was, what will you take away from it? Um, I just, I don't know. There's so much that, you know, like on that, um, that happened in this last year that I was just so, so impressed by, um, like, I'll definitely, like, like, I just, I'll, I'll just remember the, um, the growth that we've, that, um, that we saw this last year that they beat the teams they were supposed to be. I mean, I heard, I, we hear a lot of, a lot of things about how, um, about how they played such a weak, uh, all these weak, weak teams and how they just beat, beat up on all these, all these, uh, um, all these bad teams and like really like it and that's something that that we've seen over the last few last few years is that they had like like is that during like the big big games like they've they've shown up for the most most uh, for the most most part but um but um for for the games that they should win you know like like that's when they didn't and they didn't show up and they played down to the level of the of the teams that they played 
And so like, and, I mean, that way I really honestly feel like this is where we've, we've seen, um, the, on the direction change. I mean, the program, like where they are really going to start to, um, um, have, um, have these kinds of years on, on a more regular basis. So do you, do you think that they have built the, the roster to a point where you feel like they can essentially just go and reload and then just get right back after it? I do. Um, with the, uh, with the additions, especially with, with, uh, with Puka Nakua and Samson Nakua and others like, um, like them, I just feel like, you know, that, that it's just, it's more of a, it's less of a, of a rebuild and more of a, of a, of a reload. You know, like I just think back to those times, you know, like when John Beck and all those guys left and then all of a sudden there was Ma- Max Hall and mm-hmm. Dennis Pitta and, and all, all of them to come in and, and, and replace those on those guys. I honestly feel, feel like it's kind of a, it's a, it's a, it's a similar thing this year. Yeah, well, I think that's the hope for all BYU fans is obviously you lose Zach Wilson, the number two pick in the draft. You lose Brady Christensen, who goes to the Carolina Panthers with the 70th pick. I think there's a lot of people out there who are wondering, are they going to be able to reload? But I think that's the hope of all BYU fans is, yes, the guys, let's say it's Jaron Hall. Let's say it's Baylor Romney. Maybe even Jacob Conover at quarterback. They just kind of step in and, and get going right away. And that would be the best, I think, best thing for this program to show that you know what yes we can plug and play guys it doesn't mean that you don't you can't have otherworldly talents like a Zach Wilson but it just means the system is up and running so I, I know you and I also talked about Kalani Satake and kind of his uh, tenure at BYU in your mind after this past season has your opinion on him changed at all for better or for worse yeah for sure I, I would say for um that it and it's changed for the for the better. Um, I was I wasn't one of the one of the more ardent more ardent critics of 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 Coach Kalani, but I I still felt like especially after the twenty the twenty the twenty nineteen year that um, I I felt like kind of like he was on the clock a little bit, you know that he that that um, his time was starting to run a little bit short to turn turn thing things around and. But like I think that this last year just showed that he has made really um, has made really good um, has made really good decisions on on who he on who he on who he surrounds himself with as far as coaches like like Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes and others like um, like like them that you know that um, that have built it up to where to where it is now and I just feel like there's such a big shift in where like like the feelings of where the fans are are now as opposed to this time this last year and uh, and I love to see it so yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think many people out there, myself included, I think there was, yeah, I think you had a good a good analogy. There. there was a clock, essentially, on Kalani Satake. It's like, okay, you kind of, kind of put up or shut up now, and he really came through in the clutch. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier on, that people are going to be detractors when it comes to the scheduling and how BYU played. Uh, do you... As you look forward to 2021 upcoming, Tyler, do you, do you see BYU having a similar type season? Where do you kind of peg the over under on wins in your mind for this coming year? Um, well, I, I definitely could see it being like very similar. Like, do I think that we'll win 10, 11 games? I don't. I don't know at this point. I would say no, but I, I think that uh, I like. I've heard a lot of people saying that like the that the lowest is 
seven and five, which I mean, I could see like, like, like if there was like lots of injuries, you know, like, like something like that happened. But I honestly think that like that the, the floor for this team is eight wins. So like I could see eight, eight, nine wins coming up this, um, on this year. So okay, here's the, here's the eternal question, Tyler. Are they going to beat Utah? I don't know. I I kind of gave up. <laughs> I kind of gave up on uh, on trying to predict that. Like every, it seems like every year, I kind of fill myself with this hope that like that's going to happen, and then I, like my dreams just get dashed. So I'm just trying not to like set set any expectations in my mind, but you know, just try to just be to be optimistic. I think that they have a, a shot. I don't think that it's. It is as impossible as some, I'm some Utah fans make it seem like. But I think that I don't know, like, like until like they like they prove that, um, that they can do it. Um, I just I'm not going to predict either way. I guess I should say. <laughs> Fair enough. Neutral observer. I like that. It's probably a good way to go about it. <laughs> there you go. Part one with Tyler Bergner. We'll have more from him on BYU basketball coming up here in just a few moments. Some great thoughts on Mark Pope and company from him. We'll get to all of that here in just a minute. We do need to take a minute today and talk to you though about our good friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love these protein bars. I know that protein bars in your mind, you're like, okay, why would I eat that? Well, I can tell you this much. Protein bars, when they're Built Bars, are the best tasting protein bar that you will have ever had. It tastes legitimately like a candy bar. I can't explain it outside of really just encouraging you guys to give them a shot. They have nine base flavors that they work with. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. They also have occasional limited time flavors. Some of the best they've ever had. Uh, Coconut brownie crumble, orange. Man, there's just so many to name. Banana bread. I love Built Bars, guys. I I can't speak enough to how much I enjoy them. I want you guys to give them a shot. And the best part is Built Bar wants to make it a little bit cheaper for you guys to give them a shot. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Place your order. I would recommend if you're a neophyte, a new person trying them out, get their uh, assorted box. It has two of each of their nine base flavors. You can try them all out, see what you like. And the next time you go back, you can pick two or three of your favorites and create a custom box. While you're there, though, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You heard that right. Locked 15 for 15% off your order. Take advantage of it now. Get enjoying the best protein bars in the world and do it with our friends at Built Bar. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Continuing on now with Tyler Bergner here on a Fan Friday edition of Locked On Cougars. And Tyler, obviously you want to talk a little bit about BYU basketball. Mark Pope now entering his third season to the helm of the BYU men's basketball program. Give me your overall sense of how you thought things went this past season for Mark Pope and company. Um, It was was a really fun fun year. I just wish that... um, fans got um, to go see the team play like I really honestly feel like if Matt Harms and Brent, Brendan Averett were able to feel like uh, and feel the on the energy of the of the Marriott Center crowd that they would have you know that they would have probably been more inclined to and to stay, stay for um, for one more year I mean maybe not but I but I but I think that, that was a big thing that was that was missing from this year was just like was, was the fan interaction. 
and um, I, and I don't know. Like it, like it was really fun to see see them fi- finally just get back to the after the after the NCAA tournament. And I really hope that they can do it again this next year. Do you okay? Do you think that they're going to be able to go out and get the right pieces to make a return trip? I think that they that, that they can. I mean, I I see a lot of negativity towards Coach Pope and um and like on if he's really if he's really able to um to work his magic and uh, and go get those guys out of the transfer port, port, portal. But I mean, he's he did it last last year and he did it um, the year before as well. And so it's just I think it's it's really honestly just just a matter of of time because. It's like I, I think, and I've, I've heard. I think it was on here that uh, that you were saying that there's an all-time high of uh, play, players that are in uh, of players that are in the they're in the portal this um, this year. So I think that just that 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 just t- takes time with like an extra extra weeding out per- period where they're trying to just look and look for the right guys that'll that'll fit in their in their scheme and at the Y too. So I don't know. It's um, I think I have, I have a lot of, a lot of tr- trust in him. So I, I really honestly think that that he'll get his guys and, um, and, and they'll, and they'll, and they'll be be in the running for it, for it again for sure. Yeah, and I think that's what we're all looking at. And obviously, there are a lot of fans out there who have hopes that BYU could chase down Gonzaga one day. What what are your what is your opinion on that? Do you think BYU is in a good spot despite Gonzaga being where they're at, or do you still have hopes that one day BYU can be atop the West Coast Conference? I just think that's that's just that's, that's such a hard challenge because it just seems like every year like we think that like oh like okay the um, the Zags are going to be like not not as good they're they're going to lose guys like Suggs they're going to lose all these all these other guys that they're sent, sending off to the NBA and to the pros and um, all over the world and they just seem like to reload every single year and I think that they could eventually like maybe get up to that point where they're where they're more competitive. But I don't know if they'll ever get up to the to the to the point where they're at the same same level. That's just I don't know. Like I I think that that would take that would take coach Coach Pope um, staying here for his whole career. But I just don't know if that's going to happen. Okay, so I think the the last thing in the basketball front for me is uh, what do you make? Uh, it, so it sounds like yeah, you mentioned the fact that Matt Harms moving on. I've been talking about how I've been hearing that Alex Barcelo's coming back. Do you think that BYU with a guy like Alex Barcelo coming back? Do you think that would be attractive to guys in the portal saying, okay, this guy is an all conference performer. I can kind of go play off of him, and it really will maybe elevate my game. Yeah, I think that I think that that, that, that that's huge because. Because Barcelo is—he's a very good player, and he's bought into the um, to the vision of what Co- Coach Pope has, um, and he's he's bought into the to the experience that he's had at the Y too as a non-LDS guy, and I think that that's great. I think that's that only spells good and good things later later on for fi- finding more guys out of the um, out of the portal. Um, will it be? You know, like getting like those like four and five star guys, maybe not, but um, but but it'll be guys that 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 fit what what Coach Pope and his staff want to fit in their in their system. All right, Tyler. So now is the time I'm going to open the floor to you. You did this last year with me. You know how this works. I kind of just leave open up the soapbox to you, let you kind of sound off whatever you got. So fire away. What you got? 
Yeah, like, I just wanted to like, and, like I I felt like I missed this this opportunity last last year. Um, but I just really wanted to thank all the fans out there that that supported me as I ran the fifth quarter fifth fifth, fifth quarter BYU page. I'm not r- running it any anymore. I um I I wanted to, um, to like go into my last semester of of school just with you know like nothing on my plate except school and so I like that's why I I gave that up. But I just I honestly just felt like a ton um just a ton of support and gratitude from all the fans out there like that um, that were on there with me. And they just it, it was a really fun ride and it was a really awesome experience that I just that I, that I really loved and, you know, and, and it helped me to, you know, to get, to get to where I am today. And, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just really think, thankful to all, to all the fan, fans out there that, and that helped me with that. Well, I guess I, I should say publicly to you, congratulations on graduating. I believe you just graduated from Weber state, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yep. I did. Well, congratulations on that. That's a big life step. And I, I got to say, what you did with BYU fifth quarter was absolutely phenomenal. And I'm hoping that here in the relatively near future, we'll see you back doing something in the media game. I don't know what it is anymore. You and I both know. I know you've, you've been exploring the media world. It's changing so rapidly, but I've got no doubt that wherever you end up going next, you'll have plenty of success just like you did with the fifth quarter site. Thanks, Jake. It was a lot of fun. And you know, like if anybody wants to wants to follow, follow me out there, my my personal page is at gtb underscore dad zero seven one nine. So if anybody wants to follow, follow me out there, I mean, I didn't really like put myself out there a ton, but I was the the BYU, um, I was the man behind on that on that account. But like if any if anybody wants to, I want uh, wants to follow follow me there. I'm more than well, I'm more than welcome. welcome. Absolutely. Well, Tyler, thanks again for joining us and hopefully we'll make this an annual tradition. You'll be on next year and we'll continue to do this for however long we're doing this podcast. All right. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. All right, Tyler. Thanks again, man. Awesome. Thanks, Jake. Well, there you have it. Tyler Bergner, can't thank him enough for taking the time to join us right here on a Fan Friday edition of the Locked on Cougars podcast. And if you guys are interested in being part of Fan Fridays, reach out on social media. Follow the show, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked on Cougars. Follow my personal Twitter feed and reach out to me there. Jacob C. Hatch is the handle there. Or you can email the show anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Love hearing from you guys. Love having you guys on the show. And if you'd like to be part of that, just like Tyler was you can do that by reaching out and letting me know of your interest follow tyler by the way once again gtb gtb underscore dad so gtb underscore dad dad 0719 gtb underscore dad 0719 tyler does a great job did a great job with the byu fifth quarter side i'm looking forward to seeing him back in the media field at some level very very soon. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing great out there wherever you might be listening to this, whether it's at the Utah Social Open or otherwise. I hope you guys all have a great day. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for May 14th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys on Monday.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.